The following opinions and ideas are that of the host and or contributors of the Eat This podcast and are for the purposes of general information and entertainment only and do not necessarily reflect the thoughts or ideas of the distributor. Broadcasting to the world from inside her closet and high above the streets of Toronto, this is Eat This with Leanne. Here's your host, registered nutritionist, Leanne Philipson. While it's not usual to talk about anal itching, vaginal itching, jock itch, athlete's foot, crusty, itchy skin amongst your friends, well, that's the kind of thing that we talk about here, right? Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Three words in, out pops anal itching. I'm like, come on, man, you gotta warn me about this stuff. Right? I think we just got everyone's attention, though, didn't we? <laughs> Well, you got mine. Okay. <laughs> Let me just get comfortable for this. Right? Let's just set the scene for what's to come. Okay, so then there's bloating, constipation, diarrhea, IBS, that white coating on your tongue, the recurrent vaginal infections, thrush, yet another urinary tract infection, chronic ear infections, brain fog, crappy sleep, fatigue, carb cravings, anxiety, inability to lose weight. Headaches, migraines, eczema, psoriasis, dandruff, GERD. And that can look like acid reflux and burping. I have not finished yet, Chris. (laughs) Then there's hives, acne, PMS, endometriosis, painful intercourse, infertility, prostatitis. Yes, that's the inflammation of your prostate, dudes. MS, lupus, rheumatoid arthritis, ADHD, autism, depression, chronic fatigue, and allergies. Let me take a breath because, oh man, what a list. All these can be the annoying and even life-altering symptoms of something called candida albicans. Candida is, first of all, it's a yeast, and which really is a type of mold. It just so happens to be the most common yeast to cause infections in humans. From all that list of issues and symptoms, I'd really, I think I'd take a guess that you'd like to at least get rid of one of them, if not more. I don't even know how many were in that list. I just compiled it of all the things that I know from clients that it has affected. And that's a serious list, right? Uh, yeah, well, I kind of enjoy my anal itching myself, so we'll leave that alone. But the rest, absolutely. <laughs> let's let's get rid of let's, them. Let's get rid of them, because I don't think you want to be dealing with any, anyone. I mean, you know, just how this the culprit in affecting your sex life is enough to make you sit up and listen. Although, Chris, you talked about the anal itching a little bit more. <laughs> that was where we started, right? <laughs> but, but, you know, maybe you're not so interested if your libido is so low and you just kind of feel well, that symptom and that fact can also be because of candida. So while this is like a massive topic, and sadly, it's one that's overlooked and poo-pooed by a lot of the medical profession. So many symptoms that are associated with this overgrowth of fungus, mold, and yeast. Well, just it's like it lives inside us. It's such a perplexing situation and really one of those times where having more is not any better. (laughs) 
actually having a lot less is where we want to be. The influences of a typical diet of sugary and refined foods that's a staple in most of our diets. And I'm going to lump myself into that too, because sure, there are times when I go and eat my shortbread, which is sugar and fat and, you know, and the white stuff. Then there's stress. That's a massive contributing factor. Then the alcohol consumption that you think, oh, this is how I unwind from all of that stress. Well, yeah, that actually lists to the contributors once again. And then medication, antibiotic use, birth control pill, and even pills just, you know, that you generally take as well as steroids for your headaches and all of that kind of stuff. Well, they all lead more to candida. It seems that it's really easy to point fingers to just about everything that's going on for you. And sometimes this just naturally occurring situation that's in your gut, it's on your skin, it's inside your body, it's in your mouth, your throat, your vagina. Well, if it was just kept in check, then there wouldn't be all of these problems. But really, is it that simple? Well, today on Eat This with Leanne, we're going to get into candida, yeast, mold, fungus. They're all one and the same. They just get called different names, but it is and can be responsible for some of the most annoying and life-altering issues that can actually be addressed. If I were to tell you that autistic children and their gut issues go hand in hand with candida, and even when the situation is addressed, their lives can improve from dealing with the overgrowth of yeast that's in their gut. Like, does that not kind of mind-blowing? Maybe you're not a parent of a child with autism, but we all know about kids who are dealing with this situation, but so many people don't realize how much their guts are completely off. Maybe it's easier to talk about that insightly toe fungus that makes wearing flip-flops really embarrassing because you've got like yellowy, thick and kind of blackish looking toenails. And oh my gosh, what about this one? Who wants to be sitting in a chair? You're at work at home and you're kind of doing like this squiggle dance. You're wiggling around because you've got some like itchiness going on in the nether regions. That's a yeasty rash and there's some discomfort there and it's kind of smelly. Well, that's not (laughs) nice either, right? Like people don't talk about this. But these are the kind of things that is like it's a it's just a quiet symptom and you don't realize that, oh, my God, there's something I can do about this. Now, candida is just one of those really it's a bugger of overall health because it does affect just about everything. So let's get into like what's normal or ideal in your gut, because Well, candida can be on your skin from eczema or psoriasis, or it can be in your gut where you're getting the more IBS situation, the diarrhea, the constipation, those kind of things. You know, I mean, really, even those achy joints that you have when you get out of bed and that brain fog that all happens. Yeah, it can come down to this. But how is it that you're maybe out of balance and what's normal? So you may have heard me talk about your microbiome like a million times, and there's a gut balance that we want to have in there of about 80% good guys and about 20% bad guys. We all have some E. coli hanging around, some other bacteria like Klebsiella. Um, There might be a parasite in there or two that's, you know, that's causing a bit of havoc, but those are all actually just a part of the 20% bad guys. 
There are billions of microbes living in us. And like, it's normal to have that sort of 80-20 level. Again, 80% good guys, 20% bad guys. Your health, well, it might actually look pretty good. You're not dealing with the constant urinary tract infections or that itchiness that I talked about or the skin issues or the headaches or the migraines or the depression or anything like that. But when your balance are, is off, your symptoms can actually worsen. So it's it really is a bit of a sliding scale. Maybe um, someone like you know, you or someone like me, like when I was pregnant, I suffered with yeast infections even before that. But when I became pregnant, holy smokes, hormones are completely all over the place. And it made it so much worse. And it was probably pre-existing that I didn't really know of. But in the situation of my hormones going all over the place, then it made it so much worse. Now, not only did I suffer with the vaginal yeast situation of like that discomfort and itchiness, but also I suffered with sinus infections. Now, not many people realize that sinus infections and sinusitis are actually a sign of an overgrowth of candida. Now, I probably had a few sinus infections before I was pregnant, but I remember with my first pregnancy, I had such a bad sinus infection that my face actually went red. And I was like, oh my God, my teeth have never hurt like this before. And of course, it all came back to candida. And while my situation, it literally hit me in the face with all of this pain and the redness and all of that, it could hit you in a different way. I've supported clients over the years who've dealt with UTI after UTI after UTI, which is a urinary tract infection, if you don't know that. And no one told them that it was from yeast. So they just think, okay, I'll just go get the normal pill and I'll go and deal with it. Whereas underneath it, is this situation of candida. And when that gets rebalanced, then you just end up with it slowly, slowly, slowly going away. Kids, kids who have reoccurring ear infections. Well, antibiotic after antibiotic after antibiotic, no one's really asking what's at the root of this ear infection. Why do one of your children end up with this situation and another one doesn't or a friend does and your kid doesn't ending up in having the little tubes put in their ears. I just see all the time kids having three, four or five times antibiotics in a row when it's not a situation that can be dealt with by antibiotics because it's coming a little bit more from this from the yeast situation. Now, there are tests to find out how much is this affecting you. There's something called a CDSA or comprehensive digestive stool analysis. There's a test for candida antibodies and organic acid tests that look for metabolites in your urine. Now, I've done a bunch of these different tests with clients in the past, and it's good to know where you're at to make sure that this is what you're dealing with. But in the end, the treatment really is the same. So do you sort of pay up front for the test or do you talk to somebody who can pretty much put all these symptoms together and say, let's actually find out how to treat this and what to do? So I'll come back to that uh, shortly. All right, so let's look at how did you get here? So any of these symptoms that I've talked about, first, the consideration is where did it come from? And maybe could it have actually come from mom? What happened at birth? And as I talked about in the uh, in the episode about babies, I shared how we take on mom's microbiome when we're born vaginally, when you travel through the birth canal into the world. 
you know, it's likely a conversation that you haven't had with mom. Like, hey, you know, were you a little bit yeasty when you were pregnant or, you know, what was going on back then, mom? Perfect opportunity around Thanksgiving, though. You know, you're sitting down with the family, got the gravy and the stuffing and the cranberries. You're like, hey, mom, how's that yeast level going? Yeah. You know, do you remember back then? Did you have strep B? Did you actually take antibiotics back then? Or did I have to take antibiotics? You know, was there a fever in baby as they were born? So there are all sorts of things that you don't necessarily talk about or just put together, right? Like it's piecing these puzzle pieces together. And if you've listened to the, you know, listen to us talk for almost a hundred episodes, right? Chris, you understand that that's kind of where I'm going to. I want to piece the puzzle together so that you understand and can take charge of, you know, of your life. So let's say that you have heard mom say that, oh yeah, I did have antibiotics during pregnancy or labor and delivery, or for whatever reason, if she actually remembers. Well, all of those things, they can have a negative impact. If you were born by cesarean, the inoculation of the the gut flora, that was missed. Now, some hospitals have realized this in the past, I'm not really sure, definitely in the last decade for sure. And they do a practice called vaginal seeding. Again, not another situation that you're probably going to talk about, but for babies that have been born in the past 10 years, well, you may have known as a, as a newer mom and dad that they inoculate cotton gauze or some sort of swab with the vaginal fluids. And then they transfer that flora to the nose, the mouth and the skin of a newborn with like this kind of wipe down thing. If you happen to know that you took your baby straight away, either straight to mom or dad's skin, then you are also imparting some of that good bacteria. But really this step that has that is often missed when babies are born by cesarean section is something that I have focused on for a lot of my career, certainly, and read it in my in both of my books. So head back to episode uh, 96 to listen to all about babies if that's that's something. But otherwise, for us grownups, knowing what happened back then can, again, just put a piece of that puzzle back together. Now, many studies, they show that the gut microflora of babies born vaginally versus cesarean section, well, it differs for about six to nine months. You know, and when you think of the big picture, that's actually not that long in a lifetime. But holy hell, when when you've got a baby and they've got, you know, persistent rashes and, and they're uncomfortable and you're just navigating that being a new parent, that's a bloody long time in a lifetime to wait until six to nine months till there is no more colic situations or that gas is not keeping them up all night. So it's just a period in life that kind of feels like it's never going to end. Research published in the British Medical Journal, well, they found that newborns delivered by C-section are more likely to develop obesity, asthma, type 1 diabetes when they get older. Well, could that have anything to do with this microbiome situation in candida? Mm -hmm. Yes, I think it can. So other than birth, how many times in your life have you taken antibiotics in your lifetime? When you were a kid, did you have all those ear infections I talked about or had a bunch of them? Or like me, when I was in my teen years, I had tonsillitis over and over and over again. And I can't imagine how many rounds of antibiotics I had. You know, it was probably over 18 and just took myself off to the doctors. And I'm like, I've got another sore throat. They do the swab and like I, there off I went and took antibiotics home. I don't even know if my mom knew what was going on. 
then I had my, I had my wisdom teeth out uh, or actually just as my wisdom teeth were coming into my head and moving and grooving. Then I had a, woke up one day with a super puffy cheek, went off to the dentist and then they gave me more antibiotics. But actually, sidebar, that was penicillin. And I had never had penicillin until then. So my whole body blew up in hives from head to toe oh. and a, ra- a rash that took over a month to go off of my legs. Well, with this because now I know that I'm allergic to, to antibiotics slight sidebar and maybe or maybe not to do with candida, but oh my God, it was brutal. Anyways, antibiotics, they're not specific at just killing the bacteria that you want to actually get rid of. It just kind of kills everything. And that can be a really big problem because it's an opportune time for the yeast to take over a little bit like weeds on your lawn if you're not tending to your lawn all the time. And maybe you know that, uh, that you've ended up with a yeast infection after taking antibiotics. Well, bingo, that's one of the places where it can come from. Now, the birth control pill, that's another medication that can contribute to this situation of the unbalance of the good to bad bacteria, as well as steroid drugs. Now, sometimes you just have to take these. Like, what are you going to do about it? But understanding the ramifications and what happens because of it is really kind of where you can get down and dirty into, okay, this is something that I might have. And if it's contributing to my situation, then at least you know about it. Stress, trauma, they're massive contributors. And anyone who has an immune, who is immune compromised in any way, whether it's cancer, then you're far more susceptible to. And to dig down on that, you know that stress, well, that suppresses your immune system. So I think it kind of puts us all in a bit of a similar boat already. Now, medication, that's a bugaboo, of course, but I'd say the biggest issue in our world today is all about nutrition. We just have a huge amount of sugar, high fructose corn syrup, those all those processed carbohydrates that are kind of mainstays and make up the majority of our diet. You know, like if you fancy a snack, you just go and think, oh, okay, well, I've heard Leanne talk about have, you know, have something like like hummus. That's a really good snack to have. Or maybe I'll go and make some guacamole because I know that's got some good fats in it. Well, what are you going to put with that? Are you heading for the carrot sticks and the sugar snap peas or are you going for the crackers and the uh, and the corn chips? Right. So that right there is more of a processed food. And you just kind of think, well, isn't this normal? Like, seriously, do I have to just go for the bag of carrots or the, the celery or anything like that? Yeah, pretty much. So there's those starchy foods you don't think about. The flour, anything processed that comes in a package, a box that's not a protein like meat or fish or anything that's found in the produce section. Now, there's people out there who just crave carbohydrates and they also just can't lose weight. Well, listen up, because this also has something to do with that. Now, when you eat these starchy and sugary foods, all the bad bacteria that live in your gut, including those ones that I talked about, and you think, God, no, I can't have E. coli, Klebsiella, Clostridium, Campylobacter, for instance, unless you have a situation where, you know, you can't get off the toilet or you think, oh, God, I've just had such an upset tummy for such a long time, for instance. Well, no, we've got all of these bugs in our belly. And when we are eating the sugar, when you take the antibiotics or when you're taking the the birth control pill, they just all proliferate and they aren't kept in check by the immune system. So this 80-20 situation that we have going on really takes a strong immune system. Now, sugar is it's just like jet fuel for candida. So spoiler alert, guess what is going to be a part of my recommendations about what to do about this? 
mm-hmm. it's going to be uh, let's look at the amount of sugar that you're having. So, yeah, kind of sorry, but not sorry at the same time. So so three teaspoons of uh, corn syrup every day uh, yeah. until you feel better. Is that the uh, diagnosis, doctor? No, definitely no. not part of my diagnosis. <laughs> no. It might be part of yours, Chris, because I know how much you love corn syrup, right? Yeah. Yes. Is that corn? What, what oh, was yeah. that we talked about in one episode? Corn syrup on your on your waffle? On my wa- on everything. Uh, yeah. Waffle oh, specifically, everything. but everything. Yeah. I put on everything. See, now this is, I always, I grew up, and I don't know if it's a generational thing. I grew up thinking that candida only affected women. Ah. Right. It was only a woman thing. It was only yep. connected to the reproductive organs of a yep. woman. Uh, You know, I never heard of having a yeast infection. It was only ever my mother and my sisters that dealt with it. So I never it never even crossed my mind until I was into my 40s. Well, if there's any female in your life out there, dude, specifically your wife, then it can get passed back and forth. Yeah. And it affects the the male bio flora what uh, yeah microbiome exactly the same way it does a a woman right they don't that those little microbes don't care whether you're a male or female they don't they just no really like you know i mean we get pregnant not you guys so there's that situation at at that point at that point where our hormones are going crazy (laughs) so there's one big differing situation but otherwise you know athlete's foot look between your toes is it Mm. nice and crusty in there bingo You've got it. Do you get a little itchy, you know, in your boxers? That's jockey. That's normal. (laughs) No, it's not. (laughs) Says the woman whose stuff isn't hanging outside her body. Well, it's just there. It's outside of you as opposed to being inside of me. Right, right. It doesn't discern. It likes skin, whether it's inside or outside. It's going to sit. It's going to sit there. Gotcha. Guys, you know, with their hands down their pants going, I'm just, you know, kind of, you know, it's it's maybe more of the equivalent of a woman sitting, you know, like I said, kind of doing this itchy dance. Yeah, the butt where, where you're like where, where you're kind of moving back and forth going, oh, this doesn't feel good. But oh, it really does feel good at the same time. Right. Because it's damn uncomfortable. Like, what are you going to do? Because <laughs> you're just sitting there going, I'm at work or something. And this is just awful. And there's just like, you just know that. But then, of course, there's all the other symptoms. Like like uh, some athletes, athletes foot, it's not particularly uncomfortable, but it's a sign. So it's those kind of things that I really want you to look out for. Oh, look at this. What do we have here? Like sugar, it's unfortunately, it's just the, it's the jet fuel for this. And guess what else as, as, lo- as well as sugar, Chris? You're not going to like this either. Uh, alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah it, it ranks right up there as this is such, it's just such a refined carbohydrate. And that's the booze before you even get to the mixer, right? That has the high fructose corn syrup in it. And it just takes so much for your liver to process. Now, this damn candida that lives in you, it produces its own slew of toxins that your liver has to then deal with. So that's just, you know, put yourself in a perfect bubble even before you go and have a drink or you go get the corn syrup or the waffle or anything like that. So your liver is also really under a lot of stress during this time. And your body sees anything like that that's going on as a stress. Now, chemotherapy and other reasons to be immunocompromised, well, they all give free reign for this candida to just get a boost and bring a whole bunch of issues that you'd really rather not deal with because you're already dealing with so much already. Oh, yeah. And then there's stress, like I said before, trauma, accidents and all of those kind of things, which, again, affects the immune system and then just lets it kind of go crazy. Because if you think kind of like a I don't know, just like 
like a covering or something. There's actually something called a biofilm, but really what your body is doing with the immune system is that it's just keeping everything at bay. It's keeping all these bad bugs at bay. And then when you're stressed or there's trauma or you've just been in an accident or anything like that, and this could have happened at any point in your life, then of course that's going to depress your immune system. So all roads kind of lead back to the immune system, which is so tied to the microflora. Now, I remember once I treated a guy, this was early in my career. He was in his 20s and he had ME, which is also known as chronic fatigue. Now, this poor guy, he couldn't work. He kind of really just couldn't get out of bed and just left. You know, his, his life was pretty, pretty sad for him at that time. Figured out with his history that there was definitely had to be a candida situation going on. He obviously couldn't afford to have any tests. And like after a while, I kind of just stopped doing a lot of those tests because when all arrows are pointing to this situation of candida, then you kind of just you have to do the similar thing anyway. You can get more specific when you do the testing, but there are just ways to do this. So I started him on a pretty strict anti-candida diet that I myself have been on many times in my life. I don't actually, I'm not actually as strict as I used to be because I found that people did not need to restrict their diet as much as they used to because it's just a brutal diet. There are books and books been written about what on earth you can eat and none of it tastes good, <laughs> unfortunately. Now, I'm not trying to put, put you off because, you know, modern day, there are way more things to eat than what you used to have to do before. His symptoms did improve. He went through what's called a healing crisis or Herxheimer's reaction, which is another reason why I don't do this anymore. Because when you, when you change things so drastically, then you tend to feel worse before you feel better. And I really try and negate that as much as possible with homeopathics and way more probiotics than I used to. And we just go through a different step process now than what I probably did probably almost 20 years ago. You know, his symptoms got way worse at, at different times, actually. First of all, he was just like completely flat out again just straight in bed and he couldn't get out. And, and, and that, of course, just affected his mind and we were talking all the time. But then once that eased and he could start to live a little bit more, probably took about a month for him to get there before he was like, oh my gosh, I can get up. I can go for a walk. I can do these things. Like this is completely debilitating. And then because he was doing more things and he was out, out and, uh, and he met someone, he then had a girlfriend. And I remember him calling and I haven't talked about this because it's a bit of an embarrassing one, but I've got these yeasty symptoms and like I'm itchy all the time and this is not good. And now that, you know, I'm kind of healing and I'm, I'm seeing someone this, I've got a sex drive all of a sudden again, this is not working. What are you going to do about it? Or how can, you know, how can you help me? And also, like I said, then you can pass it between partners. So you both kind of have to deal with it a little bit at the same time. I know you're not going to like what I have to say next. But facts are facts. Anyway, it took him about a year to improve of being on all sorts of different antifungals. He was absolutely amazing with his diet. And soon he learned what it was, was the worst culprits, like what really sent him to like that place of being super itchy or what knocked him out a little bit more. So that fatigue came back again. And that's really what we need to do in order to deal with this. So he could check in on himself after a while and then just avoid these flare-ups because he knew what were the worst things. Okay, so what can you do about this? Now, first of all, there's a situation where you're just looking at the terrain of your body. So how is it that your body can host this or how is it that it completely got out of check in the first place? 
there are these issues that are just going to come up. You're going to get sick. You're going to have some sort of infection. You got to take the antibiotics. Okay, that's fine. Or you need the steroids because maybe, you know, you're getting your, you had croup or your child has croup or something like that. And you just have to do that. Whatever the situation is, know that on the other side of that, then we can deal with this. Basically, it is that we just have to kill it. We got to replace the good bacteria elbow out the bad. And you could just do that with probiotics, but it takes a really long time. But the number one thing that you have to do is to change the diet. You can't take enough garlic or berberine or any other antifungal to kill this off. If you're still eating all the processed food, if you're still having those drinks, if you're still eating all the sugar, and if you're stressed to the max. So we got to take this in a step process situation. So things to focus on straight off the top is to ditch the sugar and the processed food. You've got to limit alcohol and then you've got to reduce your stress. Now, those things in this day and age are not easy to do at all, let alone, you know, just deal with one of of thinking, okay, I'm actually not going to drink anymore. For a lot of people, that's a really, really big thing. Yeah, that's my, it's my favorite threesome: uh, stress, right? alcohol, and sugar. Uh, like, right. put, I mean, that's a good Saturday night for me. Quite right there, right? Like it's just part of normal life. Yep. So there has to be a situation that's going to motivate you enough to say, "I am done with this." situation in order to, you know, really start to address those things. And rather than just thinking, okay, I got to jump, jump, you know, almost like jump off a cliff with this one, because it's just too much. You just start slow. And if there was ever a time to reach out to someone like myself and do this in a consultation, to do this step by step, this without a doubt is one of those. Now, if you think, I just want to make some tweaks and changes, well, the easiest kind of like diet, as I'll call it, to follow is the Mediterranean diet. When you follow that and you have tons of fruits, loads of vegetables, some protein, small amounts of dairy, if you're okay with it, like butter, yogurt, and kefir, but it can only be plain. Dairy doesn't agree with everyone, so maybe it's not something that, uh, that you keep in there, but these are the top things to start looking at. Where can you replace a snack that you had with maybe a vegetable? Now, a lot of people in the anti-candida world, they'll say, oh my gosh, you can't eat fruit. Fruit has sugar in it. Well, it also has a lot of fiber in it. So rather than having your apple juice, just go and eat an apple. Well, that's not a problem. Or have all those blueberries or those high antioxidant foods, which you know give you a lot more nutrients than just your typical banana every single day. So those kind of things are the small things that you can do to start to help the situation before you kind of get in full-fledged because that big massive step of ditching everything I don't know about you Chris but like I just think forget it I just really don't want to do it so you just have to find that one step at a time if it's one less drink or you're not having the wine anymore or the red wine or you're not having the coke in your rye or whatever that looks like and you're just sticking to the clear spirits we talked about that with uh, Dr. Brockenshire on I don't remember what the episode is right now, but I'll put it in the show notes on leannephillipson.com so you can link to it quick. He went through the issues and how your body processes the alcohol. Then you'll get an understanding of, wow, yeah, this is what my body has to go through. And then you think, okay, I'll just stick to the gin. I'll stick to the vodka or maybe just to the whiskey or the scotch because those are clearer spirits that don't seem to have as much of an issue. So it doesn't mean that it, it's all going to go and your Saturday night is completely ruined, Chris, but it just means that you're being more mindful about the way that you're doing all of this, right?
Any information and details expressed during this podcast can be found at SproutRight.com or LeannePhillipson.com. So the first thing is to keep a food diary. What is it that you're eating that can be switched out? Are you having toast for breakfast? Okay, well, in that case, what you do is you switch it up for sourdough. And you have to make sure that it's from organic grains because genetically modified food, well, that also contributes to candida. You can try out maybe my cinnamon pancake recipe, which is my in my book, Sprout Right Family Food. I just made that recently again and forgot how filling and satisfying it is. And because you make it with butter, oh, it tastes fantastic. And maybe you're going to grab a sandwich for lunch. Well, no, not the best thing. Maybe because it's winter as we're recording this, then maybe you make some soup. You make it with some homemade broth that's packed with, uh, with tons of nutrition and healing aspects for your gut. And then you pack that with garlic and some vegetables and tons of fiber. All amazing. You know, pizza, pasta, that's a pretty good staple for a lot of people as well. So that can be switched up. Doesn't mean that you're not having it anymore, but you're just making sure that you're mindful of ways to do that. So really, it's all about eating foods that you're making from home, typically. You're ditching the sugar. I know it's really, really hard. Why don't you head back to episode seven that we did with uh, with sugar-free berry? Remember that one, Chris? Mm. When we talked about sugar is evil. Now, for you right now, unfortunately, it is. It is the worst one that's contributing to this situation. So any amount of sugar that can come out of your diet, the better. Now, honey is actually the only sweetener that you would have as you modify your diet and move away from things because honey is actually antibacterial. So it doesn't mean, you know, on your cereal or Chris, maybe on your or on your waffle in the morning that it's like drowning in honey. But when you need some sweetness, because sometimes you do, then you just use a raw honey instead. Now, this is just a list of a few things that you need to look at first of all, and would really be best to do a consultation to make sure that you're not taking all the food out of your diet and you're not getting the nutrients that you need. Now, there are antifungals out there that you can take from your doctor. If you talk to your doctor about this, you might get something called Diflucan or Nystatin. Those are the typical effective treatments, but they tend to be something that you take shorter term. And this situation, it's just a long game, really, to get to the point where you're getting rid of all the symptoms. I test people for something called berberine, which is a natural antifungal antibacterial. There's also another herb called Artemisia. Garlic, amazing. Grapefruit seed extract um, as well. All of those are the kind of things that kill off the candida. There's homeopathic remedies that also help at the same time. It does take time to deal with this. So know that it's just not some sort of easy fix. And all those cravings that you deal with as you go through an anti-candida diet or a modification, well, they're going to rear their ugly head and you've got to know how on earth you're going to deal with all of those. Probiotics, those are key in any protocol for this situation. So my Take This by Leanne probiotics, BioBoost, those are key. But I test my clients again to make sure that they're taking the right one because you need to be an energetic match to what you're taking. So that might be something like HMF Intensive, which is on SproutRight.com, or you might go for my BioBoost. Those two are usually the two that test out the best and you can switch between them. But before you're going and spending any of the money on something like this, you got to make sure that it's going to work for you. Then we've got to support your liver. 
that water and lemon that I talk about every single time, pretty much when I have an opportunity in the morning, well, that's supporting your liver. You can put castor oil all over your abdomen before you go to bed, put a hot water bottle on your belly. That's the kind of thing that I do with a really old t-shirt that's saturated in this stuff, but that really supports your liver as well. There's supplements called Hepatigest, Glutathione, and NAC. We've talked about those in in other episodes where we're dealing with the liver. All of those can be found on SpurtRight.com, and they all come in here. But again, which one do you choose? Which one's right for you? Definitely, please, please reach out for help. It's something that you can get help with and not necessarily just jump into the deep end about stopping sugar. Yeah, I mean, it helps with your skin. Maybe you notice that your achy joints are not as bad or you don't have that brain fog as you wake up in the morning. Your sex drive all of a sudden, woohoo, I feel like it again. (laughs) This is great. And you have the energy to match with it. But you do need to go a little bit deeper here. It's a complex situation. It really can be. And it does take some planning and some effort. So before you kind of like dive right in, get your ducks in a row. Like I don't want to put you off doing this by saying that it's a really big thing. This is absolutely one of those times where it is just taking it one mouthful at a time. But please, please reach out for help because, you know, these are maybe not life-threatening situations, but they absolutely They suck. They can sure feel like it when you get enough of them in a row. If you've got one problem on top of another, which is feeding this problem and feeding that problem, you start putting them all together. It does feel like a life-threatening situation for that individual because it's now destroying their quality of life. Exactly. And if they don't have that, man, uh, that it can really drain you. It just sucks you of your your energy and your will. And and so finding someone like yourself is a perfect example of getting someone on your team, someone who understands, who can motivate and who can educate and push. And even if it's just in the smallest of directions, you know, give you a quick, swift kick in the ass in the right direction. It's kind of like that moment when the sun first peaks up over the hills on a sunset, when you just start to feel better, even a little the pain or the it starts to subside even a little, or you feel like you just got a better night's sleep last night. It's those little wins. The human Mm -hmm. psyche will grab hold of those, man. And it'd be like, it's a, suddenly it's a party in your head again. Like, Oh, wow. And that's all you need to get you to the next level. That's it. And that takes time. And, but you need someone to help get you there. You you really do. And so the worst thing you can do is sit there and wallow in your own misery thinking, well, nobody cares. Get help, find help, talk to someone. So many people suffer with this stuff and have, have reached out. And so they can push you in a, in a direction. They can give you advice. They can give you hope, man. And if you got hope, you got it. I mean, you can get better. Period. Always, always. And there's nothing worse than going to your doctor and them not putting those pieces of the puzzle together and just saying like, oh, wow, you had a time in your life. Like I had a time in my life when I had this tonsillitis situation going on all the time. I mean, and, and I can even remember, I don't know what it was for, but when I was younger, my mom would take that banana looking color stuff out of the fridge and put it on a spoon. You know, the, I was taking antibiotics. Yep. I don't know what it was for. Yeah, I remember it. But I know that I took it when I was younger. And then fast forward to my teen years and all these this tonsillitis that I had forever. Then fast forward to when I was pregnant. Like all of these situations throughout my life have tied together mm-hmm. to the point of 
oh my gosh, you know, now that I'm perimenopausal, is is the situation worse because I'm in a nor- another hormonal storm where my sort of tiredness or my mood or anything like that, could it be tied back to all of these things? Quite possibly. Maybe not. Maybe there's something else going on. But at least, like you said, Chris, it's like the sun rising, right? It's like, oh, there's a reason for this. This is not just happening to me, right? It's not just more piled on my shoulders of here's another situation where I don't feel great or my eczema is so itchy and it's flaring and what do I do? And I could use a steroid cream, sure, but I'm sick of doing that too. So, you know, there's something that will break, it'll be the straw that breaks the camel's back, which will just make you think, I want to do different and I'm going to do different. And not having that drink is totally worth it because I do actually want to feel better. So thanks for thanks for what you said, Chris, because you said it quite eloquently. We're such a we're such a smart species now. We're so educated and we're only figuring stuff out as we go. Uh, yeah. the, the human body is a complex and wonderful and beautiful thing, but it is a mess. And, yeah. But there's reasons for it. It kind of follows the laws of nature in a certain yeah. sense. Right. We don't because we got our human brain and we go all crazy. But yep. our bodies tend to follow the, the, the how nature works. And so yeah. nature has rules and we just mm-hmm. need to line those rules up, follow them and we'll feel better. Right. I know. Right. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. You know, yeah. It was, oh, my God. You know, it was funny. You, you, uh, I know. I Don't I sound smart? We don't need, need you yeah, anymore, yeah, Leanne. That's so, it's so <laughs> profound, Chris. Oh, my God. Thank you for your time, Leanne. But we don't need you anymore. Yeah, Chris, has got it. Chris has got it. We're going to call this Eat This with Chris soon. You, you know, it is fun. so much. It's funny that it's funny that you and I ended up hooking up with this podcast because the minute you, you brought up uh, Burberry and grapeseed extract, I used to yeah. work for an herbal company years ago we're talking 30 years ago and this was on the the precipice of a, this whole uh uh supplement type thing and we i was in the shipping department in the back and of course we get the orders through from the suppliers yep. the distributors out there and they would be full of grapeseed extract and grapefruit seed extract uh, yeah yeah yes. and and valerian and burberry and dong yes. kwai and all of, them, all, yeah. all of these things right and we used to sit back there because once we figured out what they were all for oh. then we would try to diagnose each patient as it came down the line right well, this woman's got uh valerian and uh he's not sleeping yeah you know what i mean so we'd be like well yeah, yeah. she's an insomniac all right we'll push that yeah. along and then we get the uh, next one oh my god one. that's amazing yeah it was yeah. so it was it, you know you, you do whatever you have to do to make the time fly but now to hear you bring up these things little bells go off in my head oh that's hilarious where it's like oh wow huh isn't that interesting and so it's just interesting that I used to pack the stuff and now you push it out. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's amazing. And, you know, this has been around for such a long time. It has. It really has. And I think the stress factor that we've all been dealing with over the last 20 months, two years, just about now, has, mm. you know, pushed so many people over the edge. Some people um, have found themselves far worse off. Other people have found themselves much better off. I mean, I think it just deal, it just comes down to how have you been dealing with it? Do you eat, you know, do you head to the fridge? I talked about this so much in the beginning of, of, um, of the pandemic and then just being at home, like, you know, you go to go from your, your bed to the office, which was now in the dining room past the fridge. And then each time you go like, what else can I just eat? You know, I want to <laughs> eat, eat, eat my feelings here. And it probably wasn't the best thing to do. Well, those habits stick and they stay. And so many times people don't realize they think they're doing the best that they possibly can. And they don't realize until someone else 
comes and has, you know, has a bird's eye view of everything that's going on and then says, ah, so that's a lot more stress than you probably dealt with before. And no, waking up at three in the morning, that's not normal. Just because you've done that for however many months, uh, it doesn't have to be that way. There are so many things where you think, oh, uh, I'll just take a pill for this, or I'll just, you know, take the painkillers because my knees hurt. And well, that's normal because I've got arthritis. Well, you can actually make that better. <laughs> you really can, right? You can get out of bed and not feel super creaky. And I don't care how old you are. You can do better. You can, you can make those better choices. You can do, yeah, you can do different things. Start by listening so. to an educational and entertaining podcast and go from there. Yep. And we continue, Chris, to have, I continue to get emails of people saying, my God, I love your podcast. This is so great. Thank you so much. You guys have me in stitches. And then my my mind is blown. And there's just so many things that, that you know, that people are, are reaching out. So please, if you haven't before, you know, be one of those people that actually hits reply on my newsletter from SproutWrite.com or LeannePhillipson.com. I send that out every week and uh, and people do actually hit reply and say, hey, thanks so much. That was such a great episode or here's what I learned. And, you know, we're coming up to our hundredth episode and uh, we want to hear more from you because we might end up including some of your thoughts and, and the things that you've learned in that. So reach out on all the social media channels of uh, SproutWrite or leannephillipson.com on pretty much any platform if you like. Of course, you can go through either of the websites, but you'll find the show notes from today. Some pretty good detail on there, and I'll link in some of the products that I talked about. That's over on leannephillipson.com. And really, it's just a time to take charge of these situations that you're dealing with. Don't just ignore them and think, oh, this is normal. Everybody has a bit of eczema or everybody has some itchiness or headaches or migraines or whatever. It's mm -mm. nope. Thank you so much for listening as as normal. Share this episode, pass it on, tell someone, rate it, give it five stars so everybody knows that it's worth listening to. I'll just end off with saying thanks so much to Chris for always for your input and for your for your genius now and your, uh, <laughs> you know, and all that you bring because you've learned a lot my friend in like the almost 100 episodes that we've done and i love i love hearing your perspective and what you're saying because you're on the other side of this right yeah i take it from the the layman's perspective i guess is the best exactly best way of, of saying it i've learned a lot i haven't i don't apply a ton yet but i've learned a lot please remember to eat this one mouthful at a time 